What's up guys? So we're going to do something a little bit different on this show and it's inspired by someone I just listened to. He's a master coach who I look up to. His name is Paul Check. You can look him up or not. Uh, he has something called the Check Institute, which I've not done, but it is a complete education for coaches. Uh, and he's just someone to be aware of if you're curious about uh, physicality and your, your biology, your physiology. And what he said was, use your heart to feel what you know. And so I have no notes and I'm using that as the, the prompt for this episode. And so when I, when I try to bring my awareness, when I bring my consciousness to the fore and just relax the other mechanisms of cognitive processes, researching, using judgment, using a ton of thought, and just feel what I know. What comes out is that there are individuals out there who are similar to me, and they are deeply curious about their body and what it can do. I, I'm, I recall a story of being nine years old. And that was the first time that I had the opportunity to try out for a competitive team. So I was in rec level leagues, but it was the first time that it was like, okay, you're, you're trying to graduate from the rec leagues and compete in a more, on a more competitive team in a more competitive setting. And I remember thinking about which arm I should use to carry a bucket from upstairs down to my parents' basement. And I was a baseball player and I was thinking, well, if I carry it with my right arm, that would save my throwing arm for throwing. But if I carry it with my left arm, then that would make my throwing arm stronger. <laughs> and I have no idea where I got that concept from that if I, if I do this work, this manual labor, then it will, my body will adapt to it and will make me a better baseball player. I have no idea where that, uh, where that came from, uh, but it was always there. And I share that because I think there's a lot of individuals out there like that. Maybe, you know, certainly not a majority of individuals, uh, are like that in the population, but there are a few. And so, uh, you know, if that's you and this is your main curiosity in life, you're super curious about what can my body achieve? What can it express? Uh, what can it physically do? How can it perform? The, that's what I'm curious about too. And when I look at the, the resources that are out there for individuals like that, I see a lot of confusion. So I see a lot of emphasis on hacks, products, and fads. I see a lot of majoring in the minors. I see a lot of not seeing the forest through the trees. Um, examples of this are endless, but um, an emphasis on supplementation as a means of optimization. Uh, an emphasis on 
fatty behaviors like saunas and cold plunges uh, or various therapy techniques, whether that's scraping or myofascial release or dry needling or banded distraction or some uh, new mobilization. Uh, so I see a lot of misplaced emphasis on those things. And I also see a lot of emphasis on effort as the primary input to the outcomes that you get. And when in reality, it's just one input of many that most athletes, especially once they become experienced, already have in place. So I, I see very little difference in effort among advanced athletes. In fact, what I see more often with my clients is those of them who are advanced need reining in. They need to be reminded to deload. They need to be reminded to taper. Otherwise, they'll just, they'll just keep working hard. And so the tension that I have with them is actually pulling them back and reining them in rather than trying to get them to work harder. And I really think that that message of work harder, pay the man, you know, how work hard work pays, however you want to say it, I'm not, you know, trying trying to sitting here trying to target it, uh, any particular company or individual. But I think what that message is really good for is getting individuals from doing nothing to doing something. So I think it's for the masses. Eighty percent of Americans are don't have gym memberships and. Um, of those who have gym memberships, very few of them are using their gym memberships. And so getting people to do some sort of physical expression is a really needed thing for our society. I just think that when you apply that message or when you speak that message to an advanced athlete, it can be really confusing because they're led to believe that their effort is the main input to the outcomes that they're going to get. And in reality, it's just one of many inputs. And it, it it's an input that everyone who's experienced, everyone who has a high degree of curiosity, who stays engaged for multiple years, uh, learns how to do. So it's not something that you can use as, especially as a competitor to separate yourself because everyone who's advanced is doing it, is, is bringing effort and trains in high amounts and, and hard. And so what I want to emphasize instead are the dial movers that are just as big as effort in training, but that are talked about a lot less. And th that's your fueling, it's your sleep, and it's your lifestyle behaviors. It's getting sun every day, it's hydrating, it's, it's um, digestion, it's getting non-exercise movement, it, it's walking. It's um, circadian biology. It's um, th those are the things that are humongous dial movers that I don't see as many people talking about. Some people do, certainly. Uh, and I feel kind of a kinship with them. And I think that's what advanced athletes need to really emphasize and put more of their attention towards. Because thinking that you can outwork your competition when you become, once you reach a certain level, certain level of experience is simply not true. Uh, I, I don't think, I, I see almost no evidence of that. Now, let me just, let me just be clear. I see no evidence of that. I see absolutely no evidence of that. And the evidence that is often put forth in favor of that concept is athletes who are elite 
who also work really, really hard. And you can take, say, Michael Jordan or, um, you know, and his trainer's book, Relentless, and all of the kind of stigma around how hard he worked in the gym and things like that. And, oh, that's what made him who he is. And that's not what made him Michael Jordan. Um, the mechanisms there are completely not attributable to that. Um, and the evidence I have for that is there are so many other individuals who work just as hard, if not harder, who do not become elite in what it is that they're trying to do. So that's what I mean when I say hard work is only one input into your outcomes. Now it's, it's certainly one that you control and one that you want to, you know, influence, you want to like put high effort in, of, of course, but everyone is doing that. So <laughs> it's like, Everyone who reaches a certain level of experience, a certain level of advancedness in their sport is doing that. So I just think we're beating that drum so hard and uh, not beating the drum of support hard enough. And support is your, your fuel, your nutrition, your sleep, your lifestyle. So that, that's what I, that's what I feel. And I, speak from personal experience as well, not just clinical experience with athletes um, who I have tension on these things with all the time. I literally just had an athlete who is just finished up a peak, just finished up a competition and we deloaded and we were scheduled to deload for about 10 days, which is about the time that he tapers. And we found that shorter tapers in the past just haven't yielded as good of results. Whereas the 10 day taper yielded incredibly effective results. And uh, we decided to cut the deload short to seven days instead of 10 days. And, and then he experienced some, some back discomfort as a result of that. And um, so, so that's what I mean when we, you know, we had the 10 day taper scheduled and then we had a little bit of tension on it. Like, Hey, maybe we should cut this short. And so we decided to cut it short. We, you know, did a, did an audit and then decided to cut it short and then he had back pain. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, just an example of that tension between athlete and coach where the athlete always wants to be doing more, always wants to be working harder because they see that as, you know, the main input that they control when in reality you control so many more inputs. So, of course, the inputs that you don't control are your genetics, and those have a humongous impact, prob probably more than anything that you can control on, on your outcomes, honestly. Um, but the whole endeavor of discovering what your body can do, seeing how far you can go, is about focusing on what you can control. And as far as what you can control, your effort is just one of the many variables.